Podcast Network Asia. A brand new episode of the Class Clown Podcast coming to you right now. While I record this, I am still in quarantine mode. Uh, in, in a hotel, in an undisclosed location. So, di nyo ako guys. But I can assure you, assure you guys, that number one, I am safe. And number two, I am vaccinated. So, at least those two things are great. Uh, it's good to be back here in the part of the world where everything is still closed. I don't know why I left, y'all. I see I, I don't know why I left the States, but I'm here now, and there's nothing I can do about it except continue on with the podcasting goodness. I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Chino Liao, by the way. This is the Class Clown Podcast, as I mentioned. And this week, we have a very, very special guest for all of you. Very special episode, in fact, with uh, an episode about drag. Um, and the LGBTQ community, in a way, because of a few reasons. Number one, I'm in. I was in San Francisco, and San Francisco is a known uh, <laughs> for. La- I don't want to say hotspot because that sounds wrong, but like a a a, a mecca for uh, the gay community and the LGBTQ community that. You have the Harvey Milk Terminal, if you guys watch that movie with Sean Penn. And you have the Castro, which is a, an entire district uh, that is known to be uh, the LGBTQ community's safe space. And so there are a lot of happenings out here that you can't really avoid the culture even if you wanted to. And I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm avoiding them, but it's just a thing that is prevalent out here, right? Also, because it's been quarantine, I did what a lot of us are doing right now. I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race. That's right. If if you are studying yourself, then you are lying. You are a liar. You saw an episode and you binged watched an entire season like I did. Come on, it's okay. Admit it to yourself. It's fine. And because I did that, I, I, I think I binged watched the entire season of All Stars and then one with celebrities. So it's two seasons, really. I got curious, you know, and as I become curious about the subject, I do what no normal person does. I dedicate an entire podcast episode to it. And so for this week, we have one of the longest, most tenured drag queens in the Philippines. In fact, the very first drag queen, Miss D.D. Holiday, is joining us to talk about the drag culture, what it means to be a drag queen in the Philippines, and all that other goodness on this week's episode of the Class Clown Podcast. All right, time to get to today's guest, who is described as a gorgeous, glamorous, and delicious diva extraordinaire. She's a fabulous housewife who serves hot tea and politics. Wow. She's a fierce entertainer with over a decade of experience in performing on stage. One of the most powerful and influential drag queens in Manila and the proud mother of the House of Holiday, the incomparable seductress and the larger-than-life Filipina queen, Miss Didi Marie Holiday. Welcome to Class Town. Hi, Chino. Hello. Thank you for having me. Tama ba yung pagkabasa ko dun sa... Yes, perfect. 
perfect. All right. It's so perfect. It's, I think it's the best readout that I've Wow, read. thank you. I've, I've never <laughs> had to describe a guest as incomparable and diva extraordinary. Ikaw pa lang yung una. Wow. So, <laughs> I'm glad that you you said yes to this little podcast of mine, Didi. Of course, I have some free time. And I'm very interested with your um, with your podcasts. And it's it's my first time to be interviewed by a comedian. So, oh, thank you. And I'm uh, excited. Uh, ang maganda kasi dito is, I feel, uh, and, I, and I might be stretching here, that the, uh-huh. the performances that you do and, and the stand-up that we do has a lot of similarities when it, eh, it's, it's very, you, first of all, you take on a persona, diba? like I take on a persona on stage. You guys also take on a persona on stage. So how did you yourself, the person behind Didi, get started in the band? Okay, so uh, growing up as a young, you know, gay kid in a small town, My only references about LGBT culture are what I see on films and movies. And fortunately, I had I had a, I had a gay gay uncle who okay. started showing me films because he knew I was interested. The first film that I saw was uh, Priscilla, Queen of the okay. Desert, followed by yeah, To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. So those films are both uh, about drag queens. Yes, I've seen Probably both actually. One. So. <laughs> Yeah. Great. So you know what I'm talking about. Yes. About years old or six, maybe. I'm not even sure if, if I'm allowed to see those films already at that yeah. very young age. Yeah, major bata kapa for that. So major shopping good. But but I didn't mind, and my, my my uncle was there to watch it with me, naman. And from then on, I've always been fascinated with the glamorous Amazon queens that right. they were, especially Wesley Snipes' uh, character. Like growing up, I've always kept looking for what glitters or what sparkles, high heels, right. great hair. I get I get this, this this obsession. So kapag yung mom ko pupunta sa beautician, makikita ko uh, makeup will be put on her, and then I'll try to imitate that. Pagwalana sila sa bahay, alam right. mo. <laughs> so right. Makeup, growing up, and then I finally had the chance to have a face-to-face experience with a drag queen. With a drag show, actually, uh, mag-visit kami uh, in one of the clubs in Malate, in Manila. Okay. It's called the Bar. So, akala namin is just like a regular dance club. Now, you go in, you dance, you party, you drink. So, come uh, around midnight, I was with my ex-boyfriend at the time. Biglang namatay yung lights, and then namatay din yung music. So, so we're like, is there a power outage? Brownout Balik, you know, Manila style. Yeah, oh, Brownout Balik. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> biglang nagpalit, nag-change ng treatment ng uh, lights. May stage pala na maliit. And then, biglang tumugtog yung Shake Your Groove thing, which is a fabulous uh, disco song. Yes. Kasi may basta tatlong drag queens. Siyempre natanga nga ako, being, uh, being obsessed with drag queens growing up. Tapos biglang face-to-face may drag queens performing in front of me. So it's like, oh, oh my God. And my boyfriend also knew about that. So, sabi ko sa kanya, babe, what, what do you think I need to do? Is there anyone I have to sleep with to get in this show? Because <laughs> 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 I, I, I got really interested because it's face-to-face. Na eh. Yeah. And then you please oh, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I can totally do this. So we befriended some of these queens, nga, and then one of them turned out to be became my drag mother or my mentor. Okay. So he arranged for an audition. Thankfully, I have skills, so I was I had dance training and theater training. So medyo wala na akong stage fright. So after right. uh, about three weeks, my schedule for audition was set, and then. Nagusto naman ako ng owners ng club and they assigned me to their newly opened branch in Ortigas. Okay. And the rest is now I've been performing for 11 years. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I know as a performer myself, di madali yan. Yung, eh, yung nagpo-perform ka regularly. Nabanggit mo yung may mga terms ka na nabanggit eh. And I'm sorry if I call them terms. No? Pero, sure. sure. Yung, 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 like you said, terms like drag mother and, and yung mm-hmm. nabasa ko dun sa intro mo. House. So, like a lot of people nowadays, 
napanood din ako ng RuPaul's Drag Race. No? So, dahil nga, nakatunga nga tayo lahat sa, bag, sa bahay, diba? So, that's what happens. <laughs> right? You watch RuPaul's right. Drag Race after a while. And you realize na, ako, personally, na-realize ko, and napapansin ko, may hierarchy pala ang drag. Tama ba ako? May, oh, may, yes, le- there is may levels pala yan. Correct. Like, can, Correct. You, uh, can you, like, explain kung ano yung mga... Like, may mga parang martial arts ba yan? May mga belts? Or, <laughs> di ba? Parang ano ba, ano ba yung leveling nyo sa drag? Okay, so, there is a difference kasi uh, sa Philippine uh, drag scene versus the US drag scene. So, I'll tackle a little bit of both na lang. Okay, sige, um, sige. Yes. So, in the US, kasi uh, back in the 80s and early 90s, na uso yung mga, uh, the ball scene. Actually, be, even before that, even in the 70s, the ball scene has existed in the US already. So, andun yung mga groups of um, LGBT individuals who, of course, wanted to set up a place where they belong kasi yung art nila and their culture cannot really be expressed uh, through the mainstream or it's not, not necessarily accepted uh, sa mainstream media. So, they yes. had to find their own safe space and place to express their arts creatively. So, uh, dito nag-sisinilang yung ano, the ball scene in the US. So, what what they did is, of course, yung mga, the different houses composed of a, a mother, the house mother, and then her children. Basically, her children are not necessarily their biological children, but okay. a lot of them are um, LGBT kids who run away from home and had no place to go and instead of being homeless they are they were taken in by these house mothers so naghahanap sila ng parang parental figure kumbaga yes some, uh, it's, it's kind of like that, a parental figure and these house mothers actually their role is actually being a parent to these kids kasi they yeah. home them they clean them and alam mo naman talaga pag LGBT talaga marami yung paistaran yes. diba na sinasabi uh. <laughs> so these how different houses congregate and compete in what we know now as the ball uh the ball and there are different categories there are walk at you know walking voguing the dancing the beauty category which is which sometimes they refer to as the realness category like how beautiful are you in real life like up close they will judge you wow. so it's a competition and back then then um my racism then, even if it's within the LGBT community, kasi doon sa ball na yun, mag, sa mga balls na yun, madalas na nanalo pa rin doon sa mga pageant, for them, ay mga, uh, the, the white, the white um, individual. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, etong, yung mga colored at the time, I know it's very funny, it's offensive sounding, but they, the colored ones, the colored individuals, yeah. The pioneer was Crystal Abeja. You can Google her so you know more about her. Her name is Crystal Abeja. So she started her own movement and her ball and her ball things. And actually, Crystal Abeja is the first drag performer that RuPaul saw wow, before okay. even RuPaul became a drag. So that's something. So houses. And they compete for trophies different prices. Until the 90s, it was very rampant. And the Vogue uh, club scene was picked up by Madonna, of course. Yes. Um, so she popularized the song Vogue using uh, dance moves actually from the Vogue scene. And I was fortunate enough enough to meet one of the original Vogue dancers in one of the houses before when I went to New York a few years ago. See Cesar Valentino, who is now actually teaching Vogue classes in New oh, York. Wow. Uh, and he, I, I'm not mistaken, he was part of the House of Ninja, which is the house, uh, which is whose house mother or the leader was Penny Ninja, who is in the music video of Madonna, Madonna's Vogue. He's oh, wow. the one who's okay. like very acrobatic type of dancing. That's Penny Ninja. So bragging rights ko na meet ko yon. Yeah, like I I know you're talking about. So the feedback ko yung Vogue sa utak ko eh. I remember somebody hanging up upside down. Like really acrobatic dance. Yeah, yeah, no, the one from the scaffold beyond. Yeah, so yeah. Congrats. So it, it was amazing. Uh, thank you. So so andon dun yung mga houses and then the drag scene was born from there then drag pageants and then RuPaul somehow was able to pitch that 
uh, into the mainstream producers, which definitely got picked up. And it picked up really well because it's now on its 14th season. Oh, oh damn it. <laughs> and it's already on Netflix too. So the difference and similarity in the Philippine scene is... Uh, the, the ball scene there, we don't necessarily have that here, but what we have in the Philippines are the gay beauty pageants. If you're familiar with that, you know, barangay beauty pageants, yes. uh, stuff like that. And these the beauty pageants are actually composed of uh, contestants from different groups, similar to the houses that we have in the U.S. Because in Manila, there are mga artadi, mga Monte Carlo. stage. Uh, Hi, my name is so-and-so Monte Carlo from Laguna, Philippines. Ganun. So, mapapansin mo magkakaparehas ng apelido, pero magka, uh, magkakalaban sila because they belong to one pageant family. So, it's very, that's the similarity that we have here. But, pero wala tayo ng ball scene talaga na it's like uh, an empty okay. warehouse. Uh-huh. You put lights on, some playing glitters, sound system, and then you do the balls. Dito pageants talaga yung ano, uh, background. And then, we have the impersonators. Back then, when I was starting as a drag queen, Bago pa lang yung social media noon. I think Facebook was just two years old in 2009. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, correct. <laughs> mga ganon, yeah, mga ganon. Parang ganon, diba? So, I was new to the scene and back then, the clubs do not call us drag queens. They actually call us impersonators, which is not necessarily wrong, but it's not right either because impersonation is just one aspect of what we do as drag queens. I come out on stage as me, as an, uh, in an exaggerated female form. Right. But I'm not necessarily impersonating anyone. Yes, I do impersonation numbers, like I impersonate Britney Spears or Adele or a local um, celebrity in the Philippines. But that's not all that I do. Uh, I do a lot. Para isang facet lang yan, no, no yes, package like, Correct. There's an umbrella and there's so many things that go under drag. So I marketed myself and branded myself as a drag queen during that time. Nabago pa lang yung social media. So I refer to myself, oh, I'm a drag queen. And when people ask me, well, what do you do? Are you a comedian? Ganon sila. So I'm like, okay, uh, yes, I do comedy numbers. I do funny shows, but I'm not necessarily just a comedian per se. It's because comedy is also one of the things that we do. So right. we have comedy, we have hosting, we have uh, modeling, actually. We also we, we also do theater. And then we also make our own costumes and take care of our own lighting and our blocking on stage. I even edit my own music. Wow. So I'm a so one, and dami pa lang, yeah, and dami pa lang ginagawa. Just it's not just putting on a, a wig, de ba? Not to simplify what you no. do, pero and dami pa lang iniisip pag drag queen, de no? <laughs> exactly, because uh, a lot of drag queens, especially in the Philippines, do not have uh, the resources to hire a DJ or a seamstress or even an assistant. So we take care of our own. I so it's really good training for me. Because right. I'm so independent backstage. Going back to the culture of drag in the Philippines, yeah, being referred to as impersonators before, uh, the pioneering ones are are the 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 Lola, the Lolas. We uh, the Lola drag queens that we okay. have, uh, composed of uh, impersonators who, a lot of them worked in Japan as. Uh, Entertainers in Japan, the Japayukis, but the gay Japayukis, trans women and gay men who worked in Japan as, and then went back to the Philippines and started working in the local clubs, doing what they learned in Japan. So they are the Lola Divas right. that we have. And then we also have different groups, uh, the Raging Divas, and Daminila. So when I oh. got into the scene, I was actually a stranger. I did not know anyone because I was actually from the corporate world. I was, I was, I was in finance. Come oh, on. wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So trying to break into the industry because it's something I'm passionate about, performing on stage. Right. So the hierarchy there, when I was new that I experienced is, there are the ñoras, short for señoras. Okay. You know, the, uh, they are senior ones. So uh, as, as a new one, so I did not belong to any group, so I was on my own. I started doing any song that I can think of. When performing on stage and apparently i'm stepping on someone's toes 
because some of these songs are signature songs of the other Senora Queens, uh, and I'm supposed to get their permission before right. I can do their song, as if they're actually the real Mariah Carey. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the seniority plays a lot of a uh, big role because of drag scene in Manila. Right. But. Because of the pandemic, slowly that has started to disappear because the shows has, uh, it, it has transferred to the online platform and it has become a great equalizer. It doesn't matter if you're experienced or not. What matters is how good are you in retaining your audience who are watching your live feed right. versus the other weeks. Ayon. Right. Okay. Oh, actually, the. Tatanungin ko sana eh. But then, thank you. Kasi nabanggit mo yung comedy. Diba? Nabanggit mo yung mga impersonator. So, ngayon kasi, diba? I am a uh, heterosis-gendered stand-up comedian. Diba? To use, to use terms yes, correctly. Right. Diba? So, I do stand-up in an American style. So, Correct. Yung, yung, yung alam naman natin sa Pilipinas, may mga gay bars and KTV bars where... Also, your form of comedy exists, diba? So, nakatahi ba yung uh, sing-along stand-up comedy nyo sa actual drag roots nyo? No. Uh, for some of us, yes. Um, We have... So, there's a club, parang nila meron akong concrete example, called, in the past, called Palawan. Okay. Yeah, Palawan Bar. And... Quezon City. So it's, a, it's in a very sleazy area of Quezon City. I don't recommend going to that part of Quezon City. <laughs> <laughs> But because of the limited safe space for LGBT people in Manila back then, right. so we have no choice but to go there and visit the club. So, and doon yung, yung acts talaga nila is definitely the internet composed of uh, stand-up com- comedians who actually perform in drag as well Okay. And do impersonations. And that bar has since closed, but I have worked with at least two entertainers from that club into the club that, the club that I currently perform in, which is Obar. Okay. So, yun. Pero if nakatahi talaga, for some of us, yes, but not everybody can do everything, actually. Right. Uh-huh. Very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kasi, yeah dami, like you said, dami ang iniisip, diba? you, you have to uh, think about lighting and makeup and your set and your music. Diba? So for you, because you had that background, was the transition into this world difficult? Na parang nandalian ka ba? Kasi you said that you loved it? Or may uh-huh. learning curve ka pa rin na-encounter? There, there was a learning curve. Actually, because uh, in the in the beginning, like, because I'm I'm an old soul, you know. So okay. <laughs> I like doing old songs when I perform, like Etta James, Sarita Franklin. Oh, okay. Gama talaga kaluma. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's it's actually the bar I perform in are the audience are mostly in their 20s, young professionals. Some of them old, probably. In their 30s, but most of them are in their 20s. So, they and it's a dance club. So they want their queens to perform. I don't know Beyonce and right. Rihanna. So I had to adjust myself, like my taste in music. <laughs> I had right. to adjust my repertoire, if you may, yeah. and included these pop stars in my lineup because sometimes I would go up on stage. Uh, club music was playing, and then. It will stop, and then I will go on stage, and then I will sing At Last by Etta James. And they're like, oh, the energy level is going down. So sometimes I have to uh, change that and do a Britney song instead. Thankfully, right. I have a Britney song. So uh, I know all of her songs. So uh, right now, I'm known also as a Britney impersonator. Other than being a drag queen, I'm also a Britney Spears impersonator on okay. stage. Oh, wow. Okay. The, the learning curve uh, happened probably a few months after that when I had a rude awakening that I cannot, sometimes I cannot just do what I want. Sometimes I have to do what the audience wants. And as an artist, it's kind of difficult because uh, you know this, right? But the, the person you really want to satisfy when it comes to your art is just yourself, not necessarily anyone. But in my case, that's not possible because we have all paying 
betons. Yeah. And I thought it was satisfied. So I had to adjust for that. And uh, I had to learn because um, the makeup that I know, the references I had back then were only what I see on magazines and TV shows because YouTube was also fairly new. Wala pa masyadong tutorials at that time. Hindi pa. Wala pa yung mga ganon. It would have helped. Siguro kung meron na, pero self-taught talaga ako. And thankfully, I was able to... Someone was there to mentor me, who is my drag mother, currently, currently based in Thailand already. Oh, wow. Uh, yung, yung audition ko. Okay. So, tinunungan naman niya ako and then introduced me to the right people, right people from the audience, those who are designers, makeup artists, who eventually gave me some of their uh, garments and hand-me-down makeups because as someone who's just starting, it's very expensive, apparently. The wigs, the costumes, they're not like regular, they're not regular clothes. <laughs> you really have... Oh, magagarayin, <laughs> diba? It's like gowns and, and, and wigs that are actually real hair wigs, diba? So parang, I can imagine the price tag attached. It, there is definitely a price tag to that. So, thankfully, I was able to meet with these... Uh, Customers who have an obsession with queens. Siguro may frustration din sila na maka, makita yung sarili nila dressed up like that. And it does happen kapag merong like Halloween or Christmas or there's a special occasion, they would contact me to transform them into their drag persona. So to return the favor, I'll do their makeup and do their hair uh... as well. <laughs> So parang barter na rin. <laughs> yeah, oh, may, may kapalit, may, may exchange. <laughs> And I I don't mind. So from that point, let's jump right into the break and tell you more about the many ways you can help the Class Clown Podcast. More with the Class Clown Podcast in a bit. But first, let me tell you about the many ways you can help this little podcast out of mine. Starting, of course, by shopping on Lazada. That's right, Lazada is having its biggest mid-year sale. Ang daming sale sa Lazada. But we're not complaining, especially if by shopping, you can help the Class Clown podcast out. How? It's very simple. All you have to do is log on to podlink.co slash shk. Again, podlink.co slash shk. That will lead you to your Lazada app And you can add to cart from there. Now, for every successful add to cart and checkout that you do via that link, I get a little something-something to help out the Class Clown podcast. Now, if you're after more important fares, diba? Gusto nyo ng Alexa Echo, diba? Or ng Amazon Kindle. I think you know where we're going. That's right. Amazon is now also part of the link deals. If you or a friend from abroad want to get the latest things from Amazon and you want to shop more and smile more, as their current slogan says, then you can use my link, podlink.co slash S6O. Again, the link, podlink.co slash S6O. That'll lead you to Amazon. And again, for every successful ad to cart and check out you do via that link, I get a little something something from Papa Jeff Bezos. Keep calling him Papa because I hope he'll adopt me one day, even if I am 34. <laughs> But I get a little, little something something from him. He might fly me to space. And from there, you can help the Class Clown podcast out. Now, if you have a podcast, if you yourself have a podcast, then you should be a member of Podmetrics. Podmetrics is the super easy, super fast way to monetize a podcast. You can track your podcast ranking on there, your listenership, how it's doing, and get yourself some sweet, sweet links like I have right now. All you have to do is sign up on podmetrics.com and use my referral code CLASSCLOWN. Again, the referral code is CLASSCLOWN, no spaces. If you are an advertiser and you want to work with me and you want me to murder the names of your products, 
And all you have to do is log on to podmetrics.com slash advertisers. Get podmetrics.com slash advertisers. But enough chit-chat. Let's jump back in to this episode of the Fastbound Podcast. Now, yeah. I'm talking about your drag career. No? So now, I know. And I'm going to tell you that I did not know that my hierarchy is not going to be houses. Pala, diba? <laughs> I'm going to tell you consider apart from just, you know, it's, it's a very involved performance. Eh, diba? Pa, ang dami mong kailangan isipin, eh. So, ikaw, saan ka nagsistart pag nag-conceptualize ka ng performance? Like, what inspires you to to start uh, a new concept, kumbaga? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, of course, the Broadway musicals, I learn a lot from that. And I get a lot of inspiration from that. But definitely movies. Like, I, I, I have a lot of performances where I include... Um, See, like I recreate scenes from a movie. So, for example, I did um, Bird Box. Do you know Bird Box? Uh, Sandra, uh, Bird Bullock, Box. Yes. 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 Yeah, okay. Para, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. They have to blindfold themselves and then yeah. row the boat to the, to safety. Yeah. So, Sandra I did Bullock, the scene, right? um, so I said, okay, how can I bring this on stage? So, there were very two young performers and. Uh, I said, okay, you're going to play boy, you're going to play girl, the two kids, boy and girl. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to recreate that boat scene. So I had to buy this really big um, blue fabric to represent the river. And then I had the, the paddle. And then to the tune of I'm Like a Bird by Nali Portado, we recreated that scene. I performed... Uh, and the, the audience loved it because uh, the movie was trending during that time. So we did that scene where we had to blindfold ourselves on stage, wearing high heels, boating, wow. <laughs> three drugs on stage. So I got that inspiration from that movie. Another example is I recreated Meryl Streep's character from The Devil Wears Prada. So, I mean, it's not a musical, but I was able to turn it into a musical thing. So using lines from her script. So definitely movies. And then I also get inspiration from what's happening around, for example, uh, the pride movement. Because my drag is also very political. Uh, bullying. So I make um, audiovisual backgrounds as well when I perform to incorporate it in my performance. Then, uh, sometimes I overthink. Kasama naman yan sa lahat ng performance sa game. Sometimes we overthink. Moments that ang tamad tamad ko na yeah. I'll just pick a song that I know from the heart. Yung lyrics like probably a Mariah Carey song, which everybody knows. The advantage of that is the audience will sing along with you. Right. So I'll just and I don't have to overthink what I have to wear or do uh, on stage. I'll just act like Mariah on stage, and the audience will eat it, and it will be fine and call it a night. <laughs> right. Oh, mabuti na yung overthink kesa underthink. Mahirap na yung underthink. Yes. <laughs> okay, now on to the larger picture here. Because nowadays, like I mentioned and like you've mentioned, that wala pang YouTube, but there are shows na about drag. Diba? You have RuPaul, which is the most famous one, but then you also have that FX series Pose. I don't know if familiar. Oh. And then there are a lot of reality shows about drag. It's uh, on YouTube now. People who appear on RuPaul's Drag Race become superstars. And even here, sa Pilipinas, ang dami din sumikat because of gay beauty pageants, diba? So, because of that Correct. popularity of the scene now in, in this day and age, do you think nakatulong ba ito sa drag community? Like, gumanda ba yung senior because of this popularity or nahirapan lang kayo lalo because a lot of kids really want to get into it oh there's beauty and madness to what's to what has happened especially because of the pandemic huh? okay. beauty and madness so the beauty there is yes we got more exposure uh, somehow we were able to penetrate mainstream yeah drag has the, you know it has taken over the world i yes. guess <laughs> 
yung RuPaul's Drag Race, ang dami ng countries na mayroong sariling version nila or sariling edition. And that's great. More job opportunities, more income for um, drag queens. But the, the thing is, uh, I guess what I, my least favorite thing about it is drag being too saturated already and censored because drag queens, you can actually be as offensive as you can and get away with it back then. Uh, which is very similar with comedy. As you know, a lot of comedians that I've seen perform, they do a lot of uh, really uh, probably offensive stuff, but they get away with it because it's just comedy. It's just a joke. And we get that. It's the same with drag. Now that it's gone mainstream, a lot of it is censored. Like there are a lot of things you cannot do because you might get canceled. You can be accused of blackface for impersonating Diana Ross. Right. Back then, it's okay. And... Of course, we have to be politically correct with our drag now because the fandom is vicious. Like they will cancel you to the ends of the earth if you if they think you are being inappropriate. And back then, when drag was an underground scene, like people have to get out of their way to actually see a drag show and experience it. And that's what I miss most about uh, performing in drag when it's not mainstream yet. As compared to now. Right. Okay. So what you're saying essentially is na mas na-enjoy mo yung underground status niya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's uh, basically performance art. Eh. So we can't necessarily show performance arts on mainstream. Diba? So I miss that. But the good thing is, uh, be, it being mainstream is, you know, the opportunity for us to have more income, limitless income, more shows. And that's great. Uh, after all, for people like me who does this for a living, it's very important to have a steady source of income. Because drag, you're only as good as your last performance. Right. You have to stay relevant. Right. Okay. Very well said. Now, I want to ask you, because drag is a product of the LGBTQ community, right? Is, mm-hmm. is drag inclusive? And by that, I mean, if I were a straight person and I want to drag, <laughs> Great question. Yes, definitely. Drag is for everyone. I've always believed in that when I started doing drag. A lot of gatekeepers, especially the older ones, even RuPaul at the time, was so against cis women doing drag. Or, or you know, the, we call them the bio queens, biological queens. Right. So those who are, yeah. Because we have a lot of female fans who actually are so into drag. We also have straight fans, cis, heterosexual, cis, like wow, you, like okay. yourself. Yeah, okay. Who wants to do drag? Uh, matter of fact, just last night I was in. I had a guesting with an interview uh, for an interview, and the host was a straight guy who actually dressed up in drag just for the interview. And I appreciate that. It it is for everyone, but you just have to remember that since this is an the LGBTQ product, you know, it's our expression. So we're very protective of it. So you have to be respectful, especially if you do not necessarily belong to the LGBTQ umbrella. If you're going to do drag, please do not make a mockery a mockery out of it. Be respectful. You can be funny, sure, that's fine. Okay. But do not do not do it if you're just going to mock the art because right. it's very important for us. It's our art. It's yes. Like if you're going to insult it, it's like are you going to insult Da Vinci for doing Mona Lisa? I don't think so. So it is. This is our Mona Lisa. Right. So do not insult. <laughs> right. Okay. Thank you. you. Thank you. You. you may. You have my permission. So <laughs> yeah, magagana pa ako dito ng ng blusa ng nanay ko na kasha sa akin. Then then we'll go from there. I have a few friends in San Francisco. I actually, uh, yeah, I performed in San at the Bow in Castro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, the Bow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure all perform because I've been doing doing stand up out here now, so for quite some time. So, medyo bumalik na din yung live performances dito sa area. So, I wouldn't be surprised kung lalo na ngayon June is Pride Month, de ba? So, I'm I won't be surprised kung may mga performances na nangyayari dito sa past. Meron na, kasi I've seen my friends who who are from San Francisco. Drag right. from San Francisco are already performing. Right. Open spaces, though. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, no. Well, same, same for all performances, I think. It always it just has to be open air. But, you know, magbabilis ang vaccination dito. Eh. So, you wouldn't be surprised kung bumalik na sa bars and sa, and sa theaters and stuff. Diba? 
Correct. Correct. Right, right. So, ngayon, eto, uh, matanong kita, as a tenured veteran of the drag community, <laughs> diba, na nakakapag-perform ka all across the world, essentially, diba, sana bagit mo, perform ka na rin dito. Yes. What do you think uh, drag's purpose is sa, sa mundo? Is it pop culture phenomenon? Is it there to inform people? Or is it just to entertain? May, may purpose ba itong ginagawa nyo? Uh, that's very subjective, I think. I feel. So it would actually depend on uh, the drag queen. But in general, kasi actually, there is a purpose. There's a great purpose behind it. The, the Dressing up in drag is a big middle finger to the patriarchal society that we have. Right. right now, because imagine like me, I'm I'm a plus size Asian grown up man dressed up like Audrey Hepburn right. <laughs> going to the Oscars. That's not a normal thing that you see on a daily basis. And we break barriers, we break stereotypes. And as a matter of fact, the uh, the Pride movement was started by transgender women of color who are also drag performers at the Stonewall. Right. In 1969. So they were the first ones to throw the bricks. So we yeah. actually are at the forefront of the fight for LGBTQ equality. So there is a purpose to this. And right now, it would actually depend on the drag queen if her performances have a message. Because I do that. I have performances that are dedicated to uh, the HIV and AIDS pandemic victims. I did an entire show dedicated to the Pulse Club shooting in Orlando, Florida. Okay. I, so there is a purpose. I think in any kind of art, man, you'd be able, if you know, if you choose to, you can actually serve a greater meaning and purpose. That's if, if you're open to that. But there's no wrong as well if you just want to perform dress up in drag looking like Christina Aguilera and call it a night. That's also mm. fine. It's up to you. So it's all about as you would say, it's up to the it's up to the drag queen to determine the purpose. So ikaw, what is drag's purpose for you? Drag's purpose for me personally, I just want to be happy. So performing in drag makes me f- feel complete. It's not necessarily part an integral part of my identity as a person, but it's a great part of me as a person. Does that confuse you? It may sound confusing. So I'm a drag queen, right. but it's not my sexual identity. Okay. You know, a lot of people because confuse dressing up in drag as a kink, as you know, uh, when people right. refer to cross dressing as transvestism. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not a transvestite. I don't do this for sexual gratification. I do this because it satisfies me in a way that uh, my soul gets that out of body experience. Right. When I perform on stage. So that's the purpose why I do it to myself. That's why I do drag. So it's dressing up the way I feel inside and, you know, being uh, having the audience being entertained and giving me tips. That's just, right. that's just an added bonus to the experience. Right, right. Thank you for answering these questions so perfectly. Because I feeling go. That <laughs> episode na to eh. Kasi ganda ng mga sagot mo eh. For everything, it's always, it's always on point here. So as we wrap up this episode on oh. you know, drag culture, I know, I'm bits ng oras. But, really? But, yeah. <laughs> well, I have a few more questions here. Pero sure. Just a few more questions here. But uh, one of my last questions is, first of all, a message to all the people who are intimidated or who don't understand drag itself. Ano yung pwede mong sabihin sa kanila about, about this scene? Diba? Thank you for asking that question. Because <laughs> that's very funny because um, there are people who are still afraid of us. Like, they're so scared of what we do as if we are going to eat them alive. We're right. cannibals. But really, really, we get that. Like, we did wow. those looks. Especially when we have events that that's not necessarily for an LGBTQ audience. Like we get invited for a show in a wedding. Can you believe that? And there's a lot of people, old people, so who frown upon us. Please don't hate us. We we just as much as you are just trying to survive and make a living. And if you actually watch us, you'll be entertained. If you actually pay attention to us, 
we mean no harm. We just want to entertain. And if there's a message across that we want to send, we do that in the right avenues. Okay. There's nothing scary about that. And if you're actually interested, we can transform you into your drag persona. And it's a very liberating experience. I recommend you do it at least once in your life. Right. So please don't be scared of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> for asking that. No, because the point of podcast na to is not just to have engaging guests on like yourself, diba? but to try and enlighten people in different aspects. Eh? I'm really trying to scratch my my curiosity here about different things in the world. Uh-huh. Diba? So with that, I I would like to ask you, diba, na banggit mo na, na may message of drag and you're there to entertain and you found yourself in, in a transcendental experience when you perform. Pero yes. what about the culture appeals the most to you? What do you love most about drag? What I love most about drag is, okay, really my favorite thing is I can transform to any persona that I like. Tonight, I can be Beyonce. Tonight, I can be Whitney Houston. Tonight, I can be Adele or Britney. I will go on stage and people will cheer me, will cheer for me as if I'm actually Britney, as if I'm actually Beyonce or as if I'm actually Mariah Carey. Because as a young kid growing up, seeing these divas on MTV, I've always dreamt of being like them. And drag gives me that experience. It allows me to be these divas on stage and be cheered on and get away with anything that I do. And the audience will love it. That's my favorite part of drag. Right. So, <laughs> favorite part about drag. What do you think drag has brought to your life? What, what do you think it's improved? Oh, yes, definitely. So, as, a dra- um, as an entertainer and growing up, you know, I've always been, I guess, a little selfish. Like, I only care about what I need and what I want. And drag has introduced me to the world of uh, LGBT activism. Actually, when I got invited to perform, in the very first Pride Parade that I attended in Manila. Yeah. And that's where I saw all of these um, uh, LGBT people who are very passionate about fighting for equal rights and treatment for everybody. And that's how I fell in love with the activism as well. That's why I include all of, uh, almost in every performance that I can. Not all the time, but I try to be as political as I can when I have the freedom to do so. So I always do dedication shows to fight for what I believe in. So I guess that's how it developed me to become a better person. And because you have that from drag, is there something that you want to leave in drag? Like may legacy ka bang hinahabol? Like, so, um, I'm actually not after that uh, legacy, I guess. But I'm already referred to by some people in some people around not bragging but it's their words that i i am already iconic i already i'm already an icon when it comes to the drag scene in manila and i'm very thankful for that so uh that's an added bonus but i'm really not after being recognized or anything i just want to perform i just want to be on stage and i just want to see the spotlight shining on me on stage that's all i wanted to do so as, as when it comes to legacy if i'm able to influence and uh, if I'm able to change lives and touch lives, then that's just an added bonus. Thank you. Yeah, very well said. By a beauty pageant answer. Oh, <laughs> thank you, ladies and uh, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> so, so that does it for this week's episode of the Class Clown Podcast. I'd like to thank my guest, DD Holiday. DD, where can our listeners catch you? Bahami upcoming performances ka or yes. pages. Thank you. Now's your yes. time to let them know. Yeah, of course, you can follow me on my socials at DD Holiday. Make sure there are two L's in Holiday. Uh, that's on TikTok, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then I have an upcoming regular weekly show. I'll be hosting the uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 6 viewing party uh, starting very soon. So that's with Spaces Manila. So you can follow the page of Spaces Manila on Facebook and be updated on my whereabouts. 
And that does it for this week's episode of the Class Clown Podcast. I'd like to thank my guest, Miss D.D. Holiday, for joining me this afternoon as we talked about, or this day, really, as we talked about uh, her experience in the world of drag, how she got started, and what drag actually means to us as a people. I'd also like to send my apologies out to... Mix Chanel, who is who would have been nice to have on the episode, because if Didi Holiday is a tenured uh, drag queen of over a decade, so Mix Chanel man is just started her drag journey during the quarantine. So sayang ang ganang sana ng juxtaposition nun, the, the placement of their careers at opposite ends. Uh, but life happens, and we'll continue on. And who knows, we might have Mitch Chanel on a future episode of this very podcast. Now, a few things to let you know about the Class Clown podcast. We have a few more episodes this week. This will not stop, even if I am under quarantine, guys. I don't ng COVID. <laughs> I say that and then I might get COVID and then it's all over for us. But then, no. We will still keep pushing these episodes out and for next week, we have one about cryptocurrency. Ang gandang topic nun, guys. You wanna talk about blockchain, Dogecoin, NFCs. Uh, guys, wala kayong naintindihan? Ako din, wala akong naintindihan. Kaya... <laughs> If you want to learn more about that, then tune in. And also, hey, please keep using those codes. Please keep listening to this podcast. And if you like something that was said on this episode, please, please do let me know on my social media at Chino Supersize. But until next time where we talk to more random people about more random things in the world, only here on the Class Clown Podcast. This has been a Podcast Network Asia production powered by Podmetrics. Goodbye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>